Welcome to the F the Glitter podcast, the podcast that is centered around highlighting women of color in the world of graphic design, brand design, marketing strategy, and marketing design, brand strategy. I am your host, Ashley of Aloe's Creative, and today I have the honor of having Ms. Chandra Gore as a guest with us. Chandra owns Chandra Gore Consulting, a public relations, business development, and marketing consulting firm located in Stafford, Virginia. So she's in the DMV. Chandra, tell us about yourself and how awesome you are. Well, thank you so much for that intro. Like, my name is Chandra Gordon. I'm a business consultant. I create, I help business owners create their foundations for success. By that, I mean, I take them to the platform and look at where they are, have deficiencies, and then I solve those problems that they they had to get to the next level. A lot of people go through this, they start a business. And they think that's all it takes. I started business, I made some sales, I got some clients, but then it plat- it, plat- it hits a plateau. It's like there's no growth. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they need to re-energize, I re-energize them and get them where they need to go. And sometimes I take them all the way back to platform because every now and then, like even with a computer, you have to take it back to platform and rebuild it so mm-hmm. it can be even better. Mm-hmm. So I do that with businesses. Um, I'm also a public relations firm where I take those, sometimes those businesses that I have rebuilt and restructured, I mm-hmm. actually put them in to reach more clients, more customers, more to be a better provider too. So I get the media outlet placements, radio, print, podcasts, different things of that nature so that they can reach a better, bigger audience. Um, I'm also... I'm um, a producer of <laughs> of comedic events, so that's another thing that I do. My, I love comedy. Comedy is a passion of mine. I'm also a community connector, community activist. I work inside my community to make sure we know they know about the voting rights. They know about different programs that can help them. Um, I'm bipartisan when I'm out per- talking about um, different things that go on within our county um, because there's a lot of different things that affect us. And then I'm also a festival founder of the Greater Virginia Comedy, Greater Northern Virginia Comedy and Film Festival, Genova Comedy okay. Fest. And um, we had our inaugural year yeah, last year. We were going to have an awesome event this year, but COVID-19 said, nah, sit down. down. Yeah. <laughs> but it actually, it actually put me in a great situation because I actually cultured a partnership with my county to actually help make it greater than it was. So I'm happy about this time because I can actually plan more and do more for the comedians that I would like to work with on the festival. And that's pretty much about it. Oh, I've been in business for a while. Um, Like how long is a while? (laughs) My first business, I had a catering and dessert company at 18. And so I closed that after about eight years. And I've been, my consulting company, started unofficially in 2012 because I helped people register their business and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but officially started in 2015. So I've been in business the majority of my adult life. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, it's in my blood to be an entrepreneur. Gotcha. So, so you do a lot of things. Like you're one of those people, you, you do all the things, like all the things. Yes. Somebody has a yes. question that just, Hey, just ask Chandra. Just, she knows, just That's go ask her. Much- just, 
Yes. Yep. <laughs> so when did you know? ADHD. <laughs> so when did you know that you wanted to be in marketing and brand consulting? Like when did you Ooh. know that you wanted to be in PR, specifically comedy? Like how did you know that that was your niche? <laughs> I actually was doing comedy low key for a while before I even knew I was doing it. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with comedy when I used to listen to Red Fox and Richard Pryor albums. Classic. Yeah, like my dad, my father was my he was my my motivation and the person who taught me that you could be you don't have to get a regular job to make money you don't have to be follow the status quo to be successful Mm -hmm. and he was a serial entrepreneur so I fed off of that because he made his own schedule he made you know he made me realize that you can be great in so many different spaces and not just one you know so that's the thing that I I got from him. And so that's what inspired me to be able to look at things through a different glass, okay. um, especially with marketing. Marketing is, is something where you can see deficiencies in someone's marketing plan because it, it'll stop at one point and you can still try to pick it up. And they're like, that, 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 that wasn't that seamless. No. And so you, you get to, it don't match, not at all. And so I ended up learning the nuances of marketing in my career. Like I had a full career along with having multiple businesses. So I went through the process of um, opening up different businesses for other people mm-hmm. in a, in a, you know, employment state, you know, I was employed with by them, but they ended up mentoring me and teaching me the, the, the ins and outs of persuasive writing, the ins and outs of um, this is what it looks like. Because you have whatever you finding the ideal client, ideal audience, because they, they, they taught me what to look for and what to and how to package it correctly. And that's what marketing is, packaging it so that the person you want to see it will see it and notice it. So I was a mentor and it's so like I, I know I may sound crazy, but it's so many different things that came about with my mentorship and my career. Mm-hmm. that if I put it all on a big puzzle piece mm-hmm. you will see exactly where because I went from working at a dating service and mm-hmm. learning the new the backhand of that and how it how we marketed to people who didn't know they needed a dating service which is something that you never thought or heard of um you know that was needed right. to going into DOD and using those same skills to have people tell you about their background without really telling them, without really asking them, you know? So and then from there, like putting together educational plans and training materials and actually selling to different agencies and mm-hmm. letting them know the deficiencies that they had that they could teach their students, teach their employees what they need to learn. It's like, and then also going into, I ended up learning different languages so that I can advance in my career so that I could service those little niches that weren't being served. It's so the puzzle piece is crazy so this is where I got to the point where I was tired and I was like you know what I'm just gonna go yeah I just went ahead and was like um let me just do this for myself <laughs> it's like, you, you got the knowledge and that's the crazy part I didn't go to college until I had a full career like I went, I had a full career where somebody was like oh you have to have a master's degree to be in this position I said oh what? I don't have one, I don't, I don't, I, but I'm here, like, I'm at the table talking to you, you're reporting to me, right. I don't know what to tell you, I, I can't help that 
my brain works a little bit differently. So yeah, like my path has been, yeah, it's crazy. But that's a great thing though, because a lot of people, they learn the book and then they get the field experience and learn that the book has nothing to do with the field okay. experience. So, and you actually went backwards. Mm-hmm. So that kind of means that yeah. you had to unlearn what you learned in order to pass. And then I gave my professors hell. <laughs> Because I gave I gave my professors hell because of the fact that they would try to give a scenario I'm like that's not in the real life. And it's like it's hard. I was like, and they when they looked at me, one professor was like, I know Chandra, but I this is the curriculum. I said, I'm gonna give you what I know, and we going I, I had no problem acclimating to what their their syllabus was. I didn't have, but it was like. You, it, uh, I had to say something because it's like, sure. are you not? Are you gonna say something class today? Yep. I sure am. <laughs> I sure am. Yes. yes. That was the longest year and a half of my life, but I did graduate <laughs> with two degrees. But I actually, you know, <laughs> I was like, Mm-mm. but it was fun. <laughs> well, that's good. So, of all the things that you've worked on and who you've worked with, what has been like your your favorite projects? Like, which ones? I know you said that like comedy is like where your heart is, but then you also said community activism. So, like, what projects like really get you like? We about to do this right now. Yes, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. Well, I would say I, my voter registration drives. Um, those get me excited because every single time I get to meet someone who's clueless about the voting process and how government works. (laughs) And I get to, girl, one person actually said to me, and I felt sorry, but I also felt a great sense of responsibility because they were like, well, if I vote, they're going to take away my social services. If I don't vote right, they're going to take away how I feed my family. And I said, sweetheart, wait a minute, flag on the plane. (laughs) Thank you. And I said, your I said, your voice does matter. I said, because your children go to this school. And if this person is your county supervisor, then this is how they think. So you have to vote. And they were like, So you mean to tell me that I could have been voting all this time and it wouldn't? I said, Yes. You should have been. Yeah. Wow. And that's what I'm saying. And it, it to to get to that point where you still encounter people who don't understand the civic, they don't understand the process of how the community works. Mm-hmm. And I was able to help them to tell someone and they ended up telling, so I work the polls as well. So I'm at the, the voting site and um, I canvas where I live and lo and behold, here they come with a whole group of people. <laughs> so if you ever, like that feeling for me was like, okay, I did what I was supposed to do. Right. Because they didn't just come by themselves. They brought their crew. Everybody. They crew brought their crew. It mm-hmm. was it was a great feeling. So I, I I feel like that's my greatest project. No matter like I've secured some major, major placements for my clients, but that to me is way more important than all of that because that person got their voice heard. So that's all I needed right there. That's that was perfect for me. That's what's up. So with that, let's let's follow on into the next part. So like how do you <laughs> feel about I mean that just, that just kind of just slides right on in. So like how do you feel about the representation of women of color, black women, Hispanic women, Asian women in the marketing industry mm. and branding in in our space where we're like we're behind the scenes but we make the scenes happen 
You know what I mean? Like what, the scenes don't exist without us. It sometimes it bothers me because of even though we're behind the scenes and we're such a small amount of people, mm-hmm. the infighting and the the negative part, the toxic part, is stunting the growth that we could have. <clears throat> we could be so much better, so much bigger if we came together as a community, as a collective. Mm-hmm. If we would just realize that my sister is not my competition, my sister is my is my community. Like I can lean on them just like they can lean on me. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's one of the things that um, I find that could be different and better if we would just come together and work together because we're forced like people copy all the time it's like they imitate and they want to be us so bad Mm -hmm. that they steal and then it's like we don't understand the power that we have within ourselves like if we all stood up girl look at look at so many designs that I've seen copied from women of color Mm -hmm. that are mainstream like that is not even theirs and it's like what can we what, what we set the trend we got to understand we set the mark we set the trend we set the the tone they just fall in line if we understood that power and it's not about being better it's about knowing what we bring to the table Mm -hmm. we would be so oh my gosh girl as a girl (laughs) i I just if i i said i've always said that if we knew the power that we 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 have Mm -hmm. this this whole creative space that we 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 commandeer would be so much bigger, so much greater, you okay. know. And so yeah, until we realize that, we just it's not. Yep. I just hope we don't get stuck. You know, like we're we're kind of here and we're like growing just a little bit. But I just hope we don't get stuck here. You know what I mean? If like, we I, linked arms, if we linked arms mm-hmm. and actually went side by side, it would go poof. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it would be like a ripple effect. Like people, like you know how when people fall out when Beyonce come out and do something? Mm-hmm. Think like about that. there'd be a million Beyonce's and we and they ain't never say I'm just saying, like, think about like I just want people to picture that. Right. If you have a million Beyonce's and you know all those people that fall out when she does that, mm-hmm. girl, please put me no stopping none of us. Off the chain. Yeah. It we'll will. get to that point one day, I hope, I pray, I don't know. We will. Hopefully soon, but we will. So since we've been on punishment, how's business been? <laughs> it's been great. Like, <laughs> let me tell you something about this punishment. Wait a minute. I was on self-quarantine because I don't like people for real. <laughs> I, I am the most introverted. I'm an introvert, extrovert. Like, I'm the most likable introvert ever. Like, people think, Oh, you're so, uh-uh, let me tell you something. I only, I only socialize when it's necessary. I go to events, I make my rounds, I take my pictures, I was there, I leave, I tag myself in being there, and I go home. <laughs> that is how bad it is for me. Like, <laughs> this has been so great because yeah. I was already on quarantine, so this is nothing for me. Like, this is nothing <laughs> Because I, I didn't like being around people anyway. So it's like, eh, I, I really, I don't have to go. Perfect. I can, I can attend this event from my house. Great. Fantastic. At the end of the Zoom call, 
from the waist up, I'm good. Like right. I'm good. I don't want my little sweatpants. I'm good. I ain't, I ain't no time for this. Yeah, I was but, telling uh, somebody the other day. They're like, "Well, how are you guys doing?" And I was like, "This is our normal every day. Nothing really changed for us except we can't go to the arts and crafts store like we want to." Like, but they, but they deliver. They deliver. You can go pick curbside pickup. <laughs> I just listen. I've I've been I've been in this realm of okay, cool. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm fine because it's like I realized that since we've been quarantined, a lot of people their energies have been reset. You know, mm-hmm. because once you're around a whole bunch of people all the time, you end up soaking in the negative. You end up soaking in the chaotic. You end mm-hmm. up soaking in. They're, they're, they're what they deem as happiness. So I think this time was a time for people to finally discover what really makes them happy. Like for me, I, I started writing, I started creating more because I had the time I wasn't sitting in traffic. So mm-hmm. it was a, it's a great situation. Um, this punishment, I hope it lasts a little bit longer. <laughs> Because a lot of people get their mind right. I'm just happy at the growth that I'm seeing other business owners. That like I've actually had clients who have did a total 180 and they understood exactly what I was telling them. Mm-hmm. And they're finally doing I'm like, finally I wasn't going to tell you, but <laughs> I'm glad you finally did it. Because, right. you know, after after we I break up with a client, and our relationship ends. I like how you said it. Yes, because you got <laughs> to. We it's a relationship. After we broke up, they were doing great after our breakup. Like, it was a great situation. But I feel that they come back and they're like, during this time, everything that you outlined for me made sense. You know, and that to me, that's what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is supposed to be. And I'm, I'm happy about that because if it wasn't for this time, a lot of people would have not done what they were supposed to do. Yeah. It gave them an opportunity yeah. to sit down. Yes, that's what punishment does. Yeah. So, <laughs> so when you decided to step out and actually do it for yourself, to actually like to do to full time do your business for yourself, what would you say was the most important step that you took? When I got up from my desk and got on the elevator and, and left, I mean, um, <laughs> no. that goes to comedy. <laughs> no, like that was the most important step. I listened. Let me tell you. So. God is a funny thing. God God has a way of kind of making your path a little bit easier. But if you don't listen, mm-hmm. it makes it harder. So I was working. I was a corporate event planner. I just got to tell you the, the whole, so you understand where I'm coming from. I was a corporate event planner for the largest nonprofit in the country, right? Okay. And my boss quit. Now, I had already known my boss was giving me a hard time to the point where we were on different... She made my life a living hell, but I never let it stop me because I still did her job and my job and I did it well. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to go find different things. Like she collected a whole binder on me. And when she left, they finally realized that what was she put in there, they could have, they tossed it in the trash. It was that bad, you know? So me and her were the only two people in this department, mind you. So how are you going to set the person that keeps your department going up? Right. That's okay. So. The first time it happened, God was like, hey, here's a great opportunity. I got offered a position with a new company that paid triple what I, but I was like, no, my loyalty is here. You mm-hmm. see the dumbness. I'm going to you see the stupidity right. real quick. So <laughs> then it was, I had a breakdown at work because 
she had did something so so mean to where it was like you know what I had a little breakdown at work and I went into the HR and I cried and the person in HR actually prayed with me, right? And then she was like, why are you doing to yourself? I said, because I don't want her to win. That was my mm-hmm. biggest thing. I don't want her to win because she's not going to get over me. I ain't going to let nobody stop me, right? All right. So lo and behold, I, once we got to a new building, a new position, everybody saw the truth on how she treated me, how she talked to me, how she did, you know, did everything. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't stay there anymore. So she quit right before a large we had a, a convention in another city. Like I actually planned the whole thing and um, it, everybody was like, yo, you did an amazing job. Like everybody's so surprised. Like you were the person behind this the whole time. Right. And I was like, I've been trying to tell y'all for three years. Hello. But right. they could felt so bad. And so when they restructured, but I knew my position was going away and I was fine with it. So I was going behold preparing Yeah, I already had plans. Like all my overtime went to a different account. So I was fine. The day that they called me, like we had went to lunch the day the day before, and I said, I told my my superior, I said, listen, the way that things are going, I said, if y'all are planning on getting rid of me, call me so I don't leave my house because I have a two-hour drive in traffic to come here. So let me save my gas so I can look for another job. Right. I said, but not really. I look for a job. Y'all know what I do outside of here. And I laugh because it's like y'all, you know, because I see them. They actually like one of my posts. Like, come on, so I'm like, don't right. do that. I know it's you, right? So they call me, and he they call me the next week, right? In in the HR, I said, oh, it's time, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I go in, and at first they're like, well, we didn't want to say anything, but I said, he said. When you said that to me at lunch, he's like, did you already know? I said, I knew. You, you could have told me then. I would have just, I would have still been me. I still would have came to work and did what I need to do. I got the largest severance package. Really? Ever. Girl, when I tell you I packed my stuff up, I already packed my stuff up, <laughs> mind you, like months before that. When I tell you, I cried at first, but then I started laughing. And so I said, can y'all go on Amazon and get my books, though? Like... <laughs> <laughs> And so they was like, what do you want to do? I said, I'm going home. Right. <laughs> Y'all have a great day. They were like, well, you don't have to come. I know I ain't got to come back in here no more. Right. That's not, y'all, ain't, y'all don't have to tell me that. I said, I said, but I said, thank you. I said, because this was the kick in the butt that I needed. Because God had been telling me oh. for years to go on about my business because this is not me. This is not my ministry here. Mm-hmm. So... Needless to say, that was the end. Like, my last day was April Fool's Day last year, yo. That's perfect. <laughs> Girl, I was like, that's what made me so, I was laughing because they were like, well, can you come back in and sign up? I said, let me go ahead and sign let that. What date now. you want me to put on? Right. I said, do you want me to whatever date, whatever date needs to be, I will right. put on there. And I'm not trying to back. <laughs> Oh, but I did go back, though, because I went up in there because I had a appearance at a news station that was near there. So I was already decked out, dressed up. They hadn't seen me like that. Mm-hmm. I came in. Hey, everybody. It was like, I said, yes, y'all saw me on another. Yeah. Hey. So I was okay because I knew I didn't do anything wrong. And the people who, they couldn't understand why I was so happy. Like, y'all, I should have been like, y'all. Y'all said me first. <laughs> to this day though I keep in contact with them some of them are my clients some of the employees are my clients that's that's the best transition hello that's the best transition 
so neat. I tell that story to anybody to say, like, you got to listen to where you are supposed to be. Because if you don't trust your gut and go with what your instincts are telling you, you are going to have. I almost lost my edges, girl. No, you supposed no. to go get my edges. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know it was time to walk away. So, yeah, <laughs> I almost lost. They luxurious now, though, but I'm just saying, like, you know, it was it was the, between them and my edges, and I chose my edges. So there, there it is. Like I'm happy to be a full time entrepreneur. I'm happy to wake up and not, you know, be worked up and my anxiety and pan mm-hmm. having a panic attack on the highway. Like I don't do that no more. I I walk across the room and sit at my desk and get to creating. I love mm-hmm. it. That's that's oh. awesome. Like we could kind of end it right there because that that's just. <laughs> right there that's it someone who's looking to get into PR what's some advice that you would give them like to get in that right zone because I know PR is a lot of it's, it's literally it's public relations like you got to make relationships you so, gotta, like, how would you kind of guide them into fostering that kind of a first first understand what public relations is there's so many levels to it there's crisis management there's community um communication there's corporate communication there's so many different realms there's digital there's so many different realms of public relations figure out exactly what portion that you want to specialize in Mm -hmm. that would be the first thing because all like you doing entertainment public relations is so different because you got to speak to a different audience so Mm -hmm. figure out what what subset you want to go in and then ask yourself what what can I bring to the table? Like, what am I good at? Am I good at, you know, how can I, how can I excel in this portion? Like, what do I do? Well, do I write, mm-hmm. you know, is it easy for me to do uh, media kits, infographics, stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Like, am I great at pulling the data that needs to be there? Like, those are things I would ask myself beforehand because I kind of was I accidentally stumbled upon public relations. I didn't even realize I did strategic communications until I was like, wait a minute. That's it right there. I had to look it up real quick. Yeah, it was a pretty good, yeah. Because for a while I did, um, when you're doing bids and stuff, you're actually doing a press release for your business. You know, it's just, you're just, you're, you're essentially pitching yourself for a project. Mm-hmm. And if I could do that in 380 something pages, I could do it on one page because mm-hmm. I was like, this is a, you ever write something like I'm regurgitating the same information, just two different ways or this way. I'm focusing on the price point. I'm focusing on the work point. Mm-hmm. I'm focusing on the, you know, it's like, so I was like condensing all of that. So I realized, yeah, that's where it needs to be. And so if anyone's looking to get into public relation, look at what your strong point is, because sometimes you might just be a great, um, planner a strategic planner when it comes to who to contact when to contact and how to contact them mm-hmm. you know and then you could hone who your who your client base you want to you more who you really want to deal with because mm-hmm. you don't want to deal with nobody that clearly you'll be surprised if people are out here <laughs> who think they need public relations they need to the bottom me that's what they need but that's just besides the point i said it on record i did it's, I said it. It's recorded, y'all. Huh? It's there. So what would you say helped you the most in honing in on your niche? Failure. Okay. Failure has been the greatest teacher I've ever had in life. Um, 
every client is not for you. And I learned that the hard way mm -hmm. because some people are just difficult for no reason because they don't know what they want. Mm -hmm. And it's not them as a, okay, sometimes it's them as a person. I ain't going to take that out of there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but sometimes it, it's to the point where I learned by through failure how to ask the questions to get the, to get what I needed to do, what I need to do. Mm -hmm. And so failing at asking those questions has helped me so much. <laughs> I would say this, and I tell you anything. When a client feel like they firing you because you didn't get it right, I was like, "You right, mm -hmm, all of that. Two plus two equals five. You right. I'm a go you absolutely correct. Your invoices still do though, right? Um, but <laughs> we just it's not gonna be together. This is not gonna work. But you sign a contract, pay my money, and go on about your business. Hopefully, it'll work out with the next twelve people you try to fleece. But that's just me. I mean, mm -hmm. so I ended up making improvements. Um, to hone in on what I could do better by failing. Like, even when I had a, my email system, or even the emails for four days, that's crucial mm -hmm. for a publicist. Mm -hmm. Finding a backup to a backup, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's essentially what it was for me. And I appreciate that part. Huh? So, how would you describe so, your style? <laughs> Mm. Which style? Well, the way I see. dress or my work style? Uh, let's say your work <laughs> style. Let's let's start there, and then we'll get to your personal style at the fun part. Let's, let's talk about your work style. Okay, that works for me. Um, I don't got a personal style, but my work <laughs> style is <laughs> yeah, my style is very planned out, organized, structured. You would not know that because I joke a lot, but I try to ease my aggressiveness or assertiveness that's there a better word than aggressiveness yes assertiveness i try to ease that with laughter because some people can't take me because i'm straight to the point blunt a lot and i feel like pussyfooting and playing around you don't get straight to the point so mm -hmm. i'm very direct and I, i'm just very blunt and I, it's, I don't find the time to be i don't have time to be soft i have to get you to write right to you so you can see exactly what needs to be done mm -hmm. so yes my style is very rigid and direct so when someone meets you like what, what would they expect like i know that you said you're very blunt very straightforward and just from our conversation now like we hit it off almost immediately so like when they first meet you or if they were looking for you like what what are some things that they could expect when they call chandra <laughs> <laughs> i mean at first you go it's like i what is some sweet savage is exactly what you know okay. people kind of say like because they see me laughing all the time but then I, when i get serious like wait whoa where did that come from <laughs> i can eviscerate somebody with words and have no problem like let me go ahead and tell you what you're not gonna do with me <laughs> i'm gonna smile and be nice but this is where i draw the line and i think that a lot of people respect that and I, they that's what they're gonna get they're gonna get a little bit they're gonna get me all the time i'm like this all the time like i don't put on a corporate voice or i don't wear the panda suit i don't do that like right. I'm, I'm good <laughs> but when they reach out to me they get that that blunt okay. exactly what it's going to be um and if the service if we not we don't mesh like i tell people all the time when you do a consultation with me i'm going to find out exactly if we even mesh at all mm -hmm. because sometimes i could be a little bit too direct for some people and they want to be kind of eased into stuff mm -hmm. you're not going to waste billable hours me easing you into something mm -hmm. and i'm not going to feel comfortable taking your money because you need an extra 30 minutes 
for me to ease you into something when that 30 minutes could have been spent doing something that could better your business. Right. And so that's, that's where, what you're going to get from me, you're going to get your money's worth. Okay. Well, it may not be the way that you want it to be, you know, <laughs> delivered to you, but you're going to get some money. I'm just saying. You're right. going to get it. Be happy. <laughs> then you'll be happy. And you're going to ask me no more questions. <laughs> so for someone who's looking for your, your service, for someone who's looking for a professional that offers your particular service, what is, what, what, what advice would you give them when they're vetting a professional? Ask all the questions you would not think to ask. I know you have a set of questions, but think of something that you would never ask. You know, if the power goes, like ask something random and see how they take it. Because that'll tell you where their mind is. Because okay. it'll, it'll, if they're robotic, it'll, it'll, it'll mess up their motherboard. They'll be like, uh-uh, wait, wait, I can't get. Throw, this, throw a random question in there. I'm telling you, that's how you find out where their mindset is because some people just want to be in it for the money and some people want to be in it to solve the problems or to help you to get your business where it needs to go Mm -hmm. throw them random questions that don't even make no sense to you but ask questions that you would not normally ask because everybody can regurgitate because they've worked with a lot of people they can anticipate what questions you're going to ask throw something in it that don't even make it if your child gets sick can you answer your phone if i text you at 301 in the morning like ask that kind of stuff be real be honest and have you know because you want to get the real them because they're going to be handling your business right i'm just you know you might get cussed out but hey at least you'll know who you're dealing with yeah, That's all I, I like that because I asked a question the other day and they gave me a very pageant, very pageant answer. And I was like, what? I'm here for the scholarship and I'm going to do, no, thank you and good day. What? <laughs> they were like, well, we could do both ways. We can go over here or we could go over here. It's totally fine. I'll be, I was like, what? No, no, no. I need an answer. I need an That's answer. That's not what I asked. That's not what I asked. And they I did like this. Me. The circuits was like about the the, the shot of smoke poof at the top of the head. You already knew what it was. You didn't know, like wait a minute. Who sent you to ask me this? Right. <laughs> I had somebody actually I had somebody ask me a question. They were like, Are you the owner of such and such? And I was well, they said, Are you the owner of A Louise Creative? And I was like, I might be. What do you need? And they were like, Well, are you the owner? And I was like, Well, what exactly are you looking for? I might not be. I might just be the representative. <laughs> what do you need? <laughs> And, and like they never answered the question. So like I went around asking other folks around them that like were supposedly friends. I was like, do you know this person? So what they want? Because nobody asked that kind of question. Them? Right. <laughs> nobody asked that kind of question. <laughs> Am I the owner? Do I owe you money? Did right. I punch you in the face a long time ago? What, what did you, did we, did we meet on the playground? Like what's right. going on? What, like, what did you do? What did why you do you need? need? Why do you need the owner? Like what, what's going on? There you go. What's up? <laughs> you got a check for me? If you got a check for me, then I'm the owner. I'm right. <laughs> you can deposit it at. Da, 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 no. There so. you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> what I love about this is I try. I want the listeners to get to know you, um, mm-hmm. and I feel like we've got a really good flavor of who you are. Um, yep. Because I want this to be a resource or a source rather for not only us to get our, our lights shining bright, but also for people to find vetted professionals 
for them for yes. whatever their whatever their needs are. If they need PR, if they need graphic design, they need web design, they need branding strategy. Like they can find, hey, I love that episode that had Chandra on it and I need to contact her. So I want to get a, you know, I want them to kind of know who you are so that when they talk to you, they have that connection already. So of yeah. all the places that you traveled, what was your favorite? Aspen. Aspen, okay. It's, you know, you go through like four different seasons in one space. Like you got snow, then you come out and it's hot and it's green and it's spring. I'm like, wait a minute. First of all, <laughs> I got here on Tuesday. It was snowing and it's sunshine on Thursday. Wait a minute. It's the best of every. I, I just, it's beautiful. It's a great space. There's so many. It's so small. To the point where it's you you will never see everything at one time. Mm-hmm. But it's that small where you can look out your hotel room window and see everything, but you never get to see everything at one in one trip. Okay. Like it's so beautiful, peaceful there. There's a lot of things that are legal there. <laughs> that you know, with the elevation. Yes, yes, it's Intense. very it's it's very beautiful. I still look at the plants, the greenery, the animals that are there. It's it, it's not what everybody thinks is, oh, it's a luxury place. It is a peaceful, beautiful little oasis in the middle of a mountain. Like, you can see the mountains around you, but it's like an oasis. And when you go on the top of the mountain, there's snow and everything. But there's a there's a restaurant event space on the top of a mountain they have to go up the little uh lift to go all the way up to the top and Uh you feel like it actually feels like you're on the edge of the earth and just looking out it was just so beautiful so peaceful and it doesn't have a beach I'm from the water so I love the beaches but right if that was a place that I could be for a, a long period of time it would be there okay it's the oh girl, it's so pretty. So if you was on punishment in Aspen, it'd be even better than how it's been just. Because yeah. <laughs> I would be okay looking out the window at like each side, of like my hotel room. Uh, when I was there, I could see mountains and I could see beautiful green, beautiful flowers. Like you, girl, I'll be I'm fine with this. Yeah, I could be fine there. Quarantine. We have to check out Aspen. You may just have to check that. Girl, they, the ticket's about to be thirty-two dollars. You might as well go. <laughs> right. I don't know if I get on an airplane though. Like people, yeah, I'm you playing up with... on the airplane. It's a smaller. Air, it takes you a small airplane to get you to Aspen. Mm-hmm. People breathing too thing. close. And I don't, I don't That's what I'm saying. Like so, if if it, I would say, I think there was like twenty people on our plane when we went. Oh my gosh. It's a really small plane. Like, it's really small. <laughs> that sounds like the planes so, that come into Monroe. Like, where we are, our planes are like, and we got to fly out to like Houston or Dallas or Atlanta mm-hmm. in order to get to the bigger cities. So, like, yep. <laughs> like just be. That's it right there. It's a, greyhound, a little Greyhound shuttle bus. Yep. <laughs> but it's worth it, though. I will say that it's so worth it. So, do you partake in uh, spirits and libations? Yes. What's your cocktail of choice, ma'am? Oh, oh your- um, I got a choice. Okay. Um, <laughs> there's a choice. Oh, all of them. I mean, no, but, um, I, I actually prefer uh, tequila or um, rum, but I like rum straight from Jamaica. Like, I like it. 
at its highest proof. <laughs> Are you an Appleton lady? Mm-hmm. No. Kinda, sorta. No, no. Okay. No. I don't know. I've only been once and I was like 16 when we went. So all I saw was people coming back with Appleton. And so it's like. Nope. There's this uh, Caldwell, there's a small family that has a spot. It's, I think I think it's called Caldwell. I have to get there. This is the only run that I really like. Okay. And it's a it's a black owned brand and I fell in love with it because you know how rum hits you real hard? They run it's smooth. Really? And it'll have you knocked out. <laughs> it's smooth. Like it goes down so easy. And so I ended up incorporating it in different recipes and stuff like that with the sweets and stuff. So it actually is a great I have to. I'll send you what it what the bottle looks like and where to get it from. It's yeah, really I, I, I gotta find some of that. Then you <laughs> you will like it. You will like it a lot. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm gonna have to look that up. Remember that yes. Caldwell. Okay, so yes. when when you feel when you find yourself in a creative funk, what are some of the ways you like to kind of just pull yourself back out? One of my kids will do something. That man will do something, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna write about this, and I usually write up a little paragraph or something that'll bring me back to where I need to go. Because mm-hmm. you'll be what you some of the stuff that goes on. You write when you write it down and read it back. You have no choice but to laugh and get out of the funk that you're in because it's like this didn't even make no sense. And I have, <laughs> I do have mental, I've mental health illnesses. I do, I do. Like I suffer from depression, manic depression, and bipolar disorder, and I have PTSD and anxiety, and it's like. As much as I laugh and stuff like that, people like you, you, you know, there's some times where I will be slipping into a depressive state mm-hmm. and something that happened, I'm like, you know what, this don't make no sense. It'd be something so random, like one of the kids will run down the hall. I don't know what they're running for. Like, it'd be <laughs> something so random that make you like, I'm slipping in depression and here comes like somebody, I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Okay, what good. Is this? Out of it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. What is it? Like, you're like, wait, wait. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. It's like, something to trigger me and it'll bring me back i'll see something on tv or i'll read something as you can tell in the background i love to read i'll read something that i read before and it'll bring me back so it's like so random i, I don't think that i could it's, it's i can't express it but it's no something like ritual random. it's just no it's not whatever a works it, it seems like something knows that i need to be snapped out of it because I'll say, I don't want to go to, I don't want to go to this dark place. I don't want to go to the dark place. And lo and behold, one of these kids or that man will do something like, <laughs> one time he asked me for something that was right in front of his face. And you know, you just can't get mad. You got to be like, what? <laughs> I'm looking dead at it. You don't ask me. And it's, it is right there, like right there. And it's like, it just snaps me out of it. I don't, I don't want to give them credit, but I'm going to give them credit. Like, they bring me out of a lot. Of- <laughs> I'm still thinking about it, like, dude, it was right there. Like, literally, right here. Where is such and such? Right here. Right here. You can't miss it. That's right there. Well, with that, <laughs> we have come to the end of our interview. I am so honored that you came and spent this time with me this morning. But we need to tell the people how they can find you so that they can spend their money with you. So 
tell them where they can okay, find this change for and all of your social media. What you got coming up? Like what, what's going on? Tell us, tell us, tell us. I'm launching, well, I have Shop with Chan, mm-hmm. which is a listing of all the people that I do. Like I have a tendency to buy a lot of stuff. So after a while, after I buy a whole lot of stuff, I'm like, hey, I have purchased this amount of stuff. Do you have an affiliate program? Because <laughs> I need to recoup some of the money that I spent. And I gotta I gotta justify this for the tax people because I don't know what to do. Right. So I've launched Shop with Chan, which has six, I think it's six, six or seven brands that I'm affiliate person for. Mm-hmm. But I only become an affiliate for things that I patronize okay so shop with chan is on instagram and on there's a website that'll be launching but you can go to seagor consults on instagram Mm -hmm. and twitter and chandra gore consulting on facebook and chandra gore which is uh, my personal brand where i'm a speaker i'm a personality all of my own Yes, I do moderate. I moderate different panels and stuff. <laughs> I'm an author as well. So I write, I have books of poetry that more are coming out. I do have books on entrepreneurship. I have a trademark book that launches businesses and teaches people how to, you know, just do the fundamental basic on how to structure their business and find out where they want to go. So you can find that all on my website at chandragorconsulting.com. And hold on. That's a pretty much it. I think that's covered everybody. Oh, yeah. And all my other peripheral businesses, uh, SCM Productions, Chinova Comedy Fest, the Urban Flight Foundation, there's a link to all of those on my website. We'll make sure that you uh, send me that information so I can put it down on the post when I, um, I will do air that. the episode. Because I want people to find mm-hmm. you. But uh, thank you so yes, much. Thank you. I'll- thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me, and I love after glitter because I have a daughter who hates glitter. <laughs> yeah, so. love it. Yeah, this I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the After Glitter Podcast. I'm your host Ashley of A Louise Creative where we shine the spotlight on women of color in the industry of graphic design, brand design, marketing strategy, and brand strategy. A special thanks to my guests for joining us today, and we'll be here next week for our next episode of F the Glitter. You can find us on your favorite podcast broadcast station, iTunes, Spotify, Google Cast, and others. We look forward to seeing you next week.